What's up, golf addicts? It's David with the Tour Junkies Podcast. Thanks for downloading this episode where we have special guest PGA Tour caddy Kip Henley. Kip is a looper on tour for Brian Gay. He's been looping on the PGA Tour for over a decade. Also won the big break, too. And he's just a regular good old boy from Tennessee. Great follow on Twitter if you don't already follow Kip. But we had a great conversation with Kip Henley about life on tour as a caddy and his experiences. Kip is hilarious if you don't already know this. So just to tease a few things coming up in this episode, you know, Kip talks about cleaning Henrik Stinson's ball, uh, landing the greenskeeper, which you'll learn to find out what that is, and even some naked yard work stories. I'm telling you, stick around for this episode and uh, you will not regret it. Hey, two things we want to ask of you. If you do enjoy listening to the Tour Junkies podcast week in and week out, we do ask that you do one thing specifically, and that is go on iTunes and leave us a review. Those reviews do add up for us, and they mean something. They're free for you to do. They take about two or three minutes, and we would appreciate it if you don't mind. Leave us that iTunes review. And the second thing is go to tourjunkies.net. Check out the webpage, go to the shop, rock some gear if you don't mind. We'd appreciate that as well. But anyway, thanks for downloading this episode, and enjoy Kip Henley. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, Golf Addicts, it is a another Tour Junkies podcast guest interview that I think is going to be just total fire. Uh, we have got on the phone with us Kip Henley. Kip is a PGA Tour caddy right now for PGA Tour Pro Brian Gay. He's been caddying on tour for a few years now. He was the winner of the Big Break 2 back when the Big Break was actually fairly relevant in Las Vegas. Uh, just a great Twitter follow and, and caddy to the players, Kip Henley. How's it going, Kip? Hey, boys. What's up? Good to be on the show. Well, you're glad to have you, man. We, uh, we really appreciate you coming on, and we just want to have a good casual conversation, uh, a little bit about golf here in the beginning, and, and then we're going to kind of get into some fun stuff. So uh, you ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. Looking forward to it. Didn't even sleep last night. I was so excited. <laughs> Kip, come on. <laughs> let, let, let me ask you a question. Have you ever listened to our show, Kip? Uh, you know what? I'm not, even though I've done a podcast, I've never even listened to mine other than I don't, I'm not much for sitting around. So I got no, you. I haven't. I might well, most people, a piece of one, maybe? Yeah, a piece of one. The podcasts are for unique boys, you know, like uh, <laughs> like commuters and stuff like that. Well, maybe when you're on the plane flying around to another event or whatever, something like that, that that, that would be your ver- your version of commuting, I guess, right? Uh, oh, my goodness. I'll have plenty of time. Speaking of that, I'll leave Sunday. Get this, because I can try to save two or $300 on flights. I leave Sunday morning, I Chattanooga, fly to Charlotte, then I lay over, and then I fly past, back past Chattanooga, then to <laughs> Phoenix, and I lay over in Phoenix for, uh, crap, I don't know how long, 
And then from there, I fly into Honolulu. I'm in the I'm in the airports for like 20 oh. hours getting to the Sony. It's the Sony oh. Open this week. So. Well, you'll be able to listen yeah. to you know at least five or six Tour Junkies podcasts by then. I mean, <laughs> I'll listen to them all, boys. You'll be able to kill it. Um, well, you do follow us on Twitter and interact with us on Twitter, and that's fun. We we enjoy that. So uh, we'll we'll let you slide this time. But let's you brought it up. Let's talk about the Sony. We want to talk through that real quick. I know. I know your guy Brian Gay is playing in the Sony, and you've you've caddied there before at Wiley. Um, what what do you think is important to play well on that golf course? Uh, you know, this will be like my eleventh straight year caddying at Wiley, and wow. uh, even though the flight is hell, it'll kill you getting there. You know, I've had a couple of attacks of gout over there. One time, I caddied with one shoe on in the yeah. in the last round because. Because you're in the air and you're flying and you dehydrate easy and it's easy to get an attack of gout. And I mean, I fight gout all the time. So twice I've had severe attacks over there. But um, uh, once you're there, it is it's so incredible. I love the the, the golf course is is awesome, man. It, you know, it's a it's an old and it's kind of run down and you know the cart paths are uh, beaten and the roots are growing through them and the clubhouse is old. But the track itself, man, has stood the test of time. It is such a great golf course. And uh, everybody can win there. You know, Davis Love can win there. And uh, the, the the patty cakers can win there as well. I think uh, – uh, I'm not sure who all the short hitters have won. I know lots of short hitters have won there as well. But yeah, it's a good yeah. track. It's a lot like Hilton Head. You know, it fits everybody. Right. Which I, I know you were on the back for, for Brian Gay when he won Hilton Head, right? I was. Lucky me, yep. Yeah, yeah, lucky you. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, talk about, like, when you, so when you finally do get through your 20 hours of airport hell, what yeah. what does your course prep look like? Um, you know, and, and obviously you know why I haven't been there 11 years, but maybe is there a difference between the courses that you know so well and then maybe those that you've only done a few times? Or how does that course prep look? Uh, 100%. Uh, if, uh, I'm, I'm probably not the best of the, guys to go to for info for caddies but if i've been there and i've been around the course a bunch of times i ain't going out there and walking the golf course there ain't nothing out there but green grass and 150 yards is going to play like 150 yards like it always does it comes down to how well my guy's playing and how well he's thinking and if i don't make any mistakes when i'm out there caddying but obviously if i don't know the track then i'm going to get out there and crawl around it pretty good and and people ask me all the time, what do you do? How do you prepare for golf courses? But, you know, it's kind of really, I see a lot of caddies doing it. And uh, it's a little bit of busy work, I think, and letting people just see them out there more than they're getting stuff done. If I don't know the golf course, I'm going to walk around it. And for, mo- for the most part, I'm going to walk around the greens and see where the mistakes are, where you just don't let, you know, let your guys fall go. But besides yeah. that, really, truly, I mean, you see these caddies walking out there and walking off the green. I mean, they might be one step off and out of 50 greens. You might find one one yard off. Our, our yardage books are so detailed and so perfect, and they're done by Mark Long. And occasionally we don't have Mark Long's books. But there's just not mistakes on them. And if there's a mistake, uh, those hard workers usually let the uh, lazy guys like me know where they're at. So we'll, we'll – <laughs> Check them off on our yardage book before we tee off. But, nice. You know, our practice. You know, we're going to go out with practice rounds with Brian Gay, and he's going to do his stuff. And you know, every player is different in how they handle practice rounds. But Brian Gay's seen most ever tracks, so 
There's yeah. a lot of weeks we won't even play 18 holes in a practice round, believe it or not. We might just yeah. play nine or 12 or whatever. So my, asking me is a bad thing to ask me for the, the, the golf nuts that want to know what caddies do. That's okay. Well, I had a I had a brief experience this past year. I caddied two holes for Stephen Bowditch at the Players' Championship in regulation play. And one of the most nervous things about that experience was raking the bunkers, okay? and oh, yeah. and. I want you to explain to our listeners who are, are all just weekend warrior golfers the difference in raking a bunker properly, you know, quote unquote properly at your at your weekend warrior course versus doing it on tour. No, that's a great question. Uh, and, and versus me playing golf with the knocking around with the dummies around town or something like that. You know, I just I rake it like everybody else. I just beat the <laughs> footprints out. Drag it along behind me as I walk out of the bunker and throw it down. But on tour, man, oh man, you you talk about getting your tail chewed out by veterans yeah. and, tour, and tour officials. I mean that thing. If you leave, you know, where guys will drop the rake in and pull. You still see it occasionally, like guys that just don't know or haven't been doing it very long, or you know, the cousins out caddying or the brothers out caddying for the yeah. guy at Monday to end of the tournament. You know, they'll drop the rake in and pull it out, and you'll see where it goes in and. I mean, if a guy in the group behind you somewhere ball rolls into that little depression that that person has left, you're going to find out about it. That person's in trouble because they're going to ask who was in this bunker, who was in this spot right here, who raked this bunker. And so there's a lot goes on to, uh, and that's where you can make your most mistakes, caddy, and just about when the ball goes, you know, rules, that's where you make your most mistakes. But like I said, caddying. Uh, that's where a lot of caddies have been penalized and stuff for raking early and things like that. Now some of the rules have changed, but there's you got to be on your p's and q's, man. When you yeah. when your guy goes in the box, you got to pay attention. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, uh, if 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 my guy goes into the bunker, he'll blast out, and uh, one of two things will happen on the PGA Tour every single time. If you're a green reader and the other caddies in your group know you're a green reader, a lot of times if my, if those guys aren't busy, you know, helping their guy, they have time. Yeah. They're gonna go, they're gonna say, "Kip, I got it. I got." It. They'll rake your bunker for you. And if he hits first and hits a bad shot, and, and he know it's gonna be his next shot again, they're gonna rake your bunker a hundred percent of the time, unless yeah. they're just total damn bats and don't know the rules. So and and vice versa. If your guy blasts out, they're going to clean your guy's golf ball on the green. The other caddies. I'll tell you a funny story. We were paired with uh, Henrik Stenson at TPC. This was about three years ago when Henrik was just coming out of his funk. You know, he was just becoming one of the guys again. You know. Yeah. And his caddy played at UT Chattanooga, where I played. So we're buddies. But we're nice. going along through there. This is this is Saturday at TPC. Maybe Sunday. I know it was the weekend. And uh, me and uh, Lordy, his caddy, we're chatting it up pretty good, you know. And 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 Enric's not being a, a a douche, but he's not talking. You know, he's doing his job, and he's not being an asshole. He's just he's doing his business. You know, he's taking care of business, and I'm not mad. Everything's great, you know. But yeah. we got no inter- no interaction whatsoever, except for me and Lordy. So on 14, that hard hole that goes down the left side, where Tiger had that rule and his stuff. Uh, yeah, years ago, uh, he hits it in the greenside bunker. He blasts out. So Lordy's over there raking. I take my wet golf towel over there, stand next to him. He hands me his ball, and he says, "Thank you, 
And I said, $2 a white, sir. He looked at me and he goes, how much for my cock? And I almost <laughs> laid down on the green. I, I, I mean, I started laughing so hard. And I said, hey, hey. I said, you take care of birdies. I'll take care of the jokes, man. And we laughed. <laughs> Henrik Stinson is the funniest, one of the funniest guys on the PGA Tour. That's I awesome. mean, Oh, that guy is, he, I'm telling you, he's a beauty. He, everybody, everybody that's his buddy realizes what a fun guy he is. I mean, he's really, you know, he doesn't come across that great on TV. He's kind of stoic. And, yeah, but, he's, in the, uh, he's in the zone, yeah. He's an awesome, funny guy. So that's a long answer to your uh, short question, sorry. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, so what's your favorite part about, you know, obviously the travel sucks, but your favorite part about being out on the, uh, on the tour when it's the work week? Late Sunday afternoon. It's not even up for discussion. Uh, really? My job. My, oh, yeah. Sunday, late Sunday afternoon, if you're still working, there's nothing cooler, you know, unless you yep. were, had somebody handing you the clubs instead of you handing the clubs. Yeah. But, um, the late Just Sunday being afternoon. being out there and being in the hunt, huh? Yeah, being around the lead, man, you get you get nervous and your heart gets going and you got to think and it's just the best. Now you know, and I find ways around all the pain. Like, uh, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I'll do my uh, airport uh, sniper video. Yeah, <laughs> where I yeah. Make fun of people, and I try yep. not to be too daggum tough on people, but those things are funny. So I find ways around the travel and stuff and. And you know another thing, uh, my little brother caddies for Garrigus. He's yeah. he's been on the tour for like he's caddied on tour for like fifteen years. He was with Woody Austin for like eleven years. They had a great run, and now he's with Garrigus, yeah. and they've had a they've had a great run too. So that really helps having a, you know somebody out there that I can depend on too. It takes a lot of the sting out of it. Well, uh, you know, I was going to ask what are the other caddies on tour that you hang out with other than Brent? Um, but what and what do you guys find to get into off the course? That's fun. You know, our funnest one of our funnest weeks of the year is uh, the Bob Hope or the Humana or whatever the Career Builders or whatever they yeah. call it now. But Palm Springs or La Quinta and uh, my best buddies on the PGA Tour: are William, William McGirt, uh guy, Brandon Antis, and uh, DJ Nelson. Those are my two best buddies on the PGA Tour. You know, DJ Nelson, who's uh, He's with Hudson Swafford. He he uh, he grew up at the same golf club me and Brent Boyd grew up at Chattanooga uh-huh. Creek Bend. So there's a there's a crap ton of caddies from the Chattanooga area, as a matter of yeah. fact, and have been over the years. You know, one or two have passed on, but uh, Reefer Ray was from here, and Odell that ran the uh, the the trailer. So, uh, but what do we get into? Man, we do all kinds of at at, uh, at at La Quinta. We sneak out on the golf course just before dark and play like one club or two club challenges, or hit left handed, yeah. or play back play from green to tee, back to the tee, and play on the tee marker and things like that. And uh, another thing I like to do is if there's a casino, which there is in most spots, I like to go sit and play uh, no limit poker. Nice. Yeah, yeah I enjoy playing poker. That's a pretty good poker player, actually. Oh, he is? Well, uh, we'll mm-hmm. find out someday. <laughs> we'll have to see. I have won a tournament in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, he hey, did hey, win a tournament really? in Vegas. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was a small. Was yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't televised or anything, but yeah. I may or may not have been slightly uh, 
slightly overserved during the tournament, which gave me a lot of uh, extra I'm sure. Courage. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and no, no one knows what you're going to do because you don't know what you're going to do. No <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. So I want uh, to caddy a poker tournament back to back years. I should I should put that on my resume. Nice. I leave. I would love you to gotta, sit in on a caddy poker tournament. Like I would just be a dealer. Oh, I bet that's freaking hilarious. It is so funny because uh, they are, there's always a, a beverages involved before you know an open yeah. bar. I mean, we used to do it. But they quit doing it. We used to do one in Vegas and one in Reno, and uh, I won the one that was at uh turning stone one time when the tour was up there i won a, a nice one up there where i got a ton of fishing gear and uh, some uh poker chips i mean a uh, uh, fake poker chips to cash in on the ball game on the game on the table games and stuff so That's i've awesome. been lucky with that but we don't do it anymore but if you could you would really enjoy one going to one of those i promise oh yeah that'd be awesome well you know you mentioned some of the fun stuff you guys like to do and, and i think it's great that you you know, take some of the crappy parts about, uh, you know, about the travel and stuff and try to have fun with it with your airport sniper stuff. But what's the worst part, though? Like, once you get, once you're at the golf course for the first, you know, whether it's Sunday or Monday, you get in, uh, you know, other than obviously your player playing poorly, what's the worst part about being a caddy? It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you're gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Standing around and waiting on your guy. Yeah. That's the worst part. And I mean, 100-degree practice rounds, those are just yeah. hell on earth as well. But uh, standing around and waiting on your guy. Because, you know, we can't be late. And they can be, except, you know, during the tournament. But uh, they can be, and generally they are. And they uh, are. <laughs> You know, and, and stuff comes around, and and you don't blame them. And and if and if you and if your guy's thoughtful and he gives you a heads up and he tells you, uh, "Hey, Kip, listen, I'm stuck. I got an interview that's come up or something, or or lunch was late getting out. Uh, go go screw around. Let's move it back to 11:30 instead of 11. You know, if if they'll give you those things, it takes a, it's fine. You know, and I understand. Yeah. I understand. You know, the stuff pops up. People want their attention and. It's it's not always smooth going out there. I understand, but if you get with a guy who's uh, disrespectful to you and doesn't give you heads up and shows up late, that gets aggravating as hell. Yeah. Are are there uh, are there any players on tour? Are there any players on tour that you would never consider looping for if they asked? Yeah, but I couldn't tell you. There's there's a there's there's a dozen. Well, not a dozen. There's probably five that if they asked me, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, but I can't. And, and just, no way I could. That'd be caddy suicide. I could never tell you. Oh no, no, I, I wouldn't <laughs> ask you who. But I, I mean, is the reason why just because they're they're just jerks and they're going to be late all the time and not tell you and they're going to do things like that or they're going to treat you poorly on the golf course? More of that. More of the second. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Just poor treatment on the golf course, and you'll see it around. I mean, I've seen. Golly, I've seen some brutal, brutal things going, and I've been the victim of it a few times. You know. I've caddied for more than not only Brian Gay. That's the one thing, you know, uh, I'm with Brian Gay for, this is probably our 
ninth or tenth year together. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing that he does just does not do. I mean, he's a prince. He, in, in fact, really and truly, while the, you know, uh, while the in between the rope, I caddy for the best guy on the PGA Tour. The guy is the absolute. I mean, he's a mental giant. He he tries on every. I've I've never seen him. You know, I've seen him backhand one or two little putts hanging on the lip. You know, hanging over the edge. But the guy never swats a putt. Never backhands a putt. Never just hits a shot. Never packs it in. And a couple of times I've gotten mad at him for not packing in. Like we're going to miss. We're like three over in the cut, four under. We're in the middle of eighteen fairway. He's asked me this before. You know, we're in the yeah. middle of eighteen fairway. And he'll say, you like five or six. And I go, who cares? This is it. Let's go. You know, we're missing this guy. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, gets so, he gets pissed at me for not, because the guy never stops crying. And, you know, and there's something to be, if really, That's truly, awesome. if, I were, if I were a father and had a kid that wanted to play on the PGA Tour, I'm not so sure I'd want him to follow one or two of the best players on tour. I would want him to follow Brian Gay and watch how he handles himself. Because I'm telling you, he can bogey. One, two, three, and four, and he stands on five T. And man, it's like he's he's on one T or eighteen T. He's ready to go. And there's a reason he's been on tour for nineteen years and made twenty million dollars too. And it's that. And and he's one of the best putters and chippers on earth. That's fantastic. Well, he's overcome some. He's overcome some stuff too, which uh, you know speaks to the mental, um, the mental ability. Uh, that's that, that's cool. If uh, let me ask you this: If if you had to stop, if you had to stop looping today, what would you what would you do instead? Good Lord, uh, I guess it would have to be golf involved. I don't know anything else. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I think about that all the time. You know, I'm fifty five, fifty six now, and I'm trying not to be as fat as I am. I feel like I've got maybe you know five good years of caddying left, ten on yeah. the high end, on the high end. That, uh, and it's a young man's game, and, and the young guys really and truly, they don't want you out there caddying for them. They want the tall, good-looking young guys to be on their bag and stuff. And even though I think it's a, it's bad, I mean, there's a when you see some of these young guys come out with their buddies, that I mean, you just you've I've forgotten more than they'll ever know. But <laughs> I don't know the the guys that. The guys that are smart enough that have stuck around and stay with those veteran caddies, you can look at it that way. I mean, there's so many. There's three or four of those guys. Yeah. That stay, you know, fluff, obviously, but they don't care. Yeah. They want a guy who's going to have the knowledge, you know. It's it's not like we're out there running and tackling people. We have to be big and strong and fast. You just, you know, you need <laughs> to just make 18 O's and know what the heck you're doing. But I feel like I can help most players, you know, in time more than uh, – Ninety-five percent of the young guys come out and start caddying on the BJ tour, but that's just the way I am. You know, you got to think you're good at what you do, or you're yeah. you shouldn't do what you do. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, you're definitely a good caddy. You've been around for a minute, and I know you're one of the better. You know, you you were a club pro for a while. You played on many tours. You played a, a PGA tour event. You qualified for some events. You won the big break. So you're a golfer. You know, I mean, you you know what you're doing out there. And I I do. I've heard of. You know, other caddies on tour who are out there as as buddies, and you know, may not be as as good. So uh, we know you're good at your craft. We also know you're you're pretty you're pretty freaking funny. Um, is there a caddy that's funnier than you? No. Let me think. No. Uh, 
Okay. That's the funny answer. No. <laughs> Next Not question. Really, uh, let me think. I don't think so. In fact, you know, I get a lot of caddies hate my guts because uh, I talk all the time. I never stop talking. You know, yeah, yeah. when the flag goes up and you go in the ropes, then then I'm all business on the golf course. Now, I'm probably yeah, a yeah. little more caddy than most guys, but I don't want my guy sitting there. And then Brian Gay doesn't want, even though he's the quietest human on earth, he don't want it quiet. He wants to he wants to talk. He wants to let his mind wander until it's his time to play golf. And I try to do the right amount of that, no matter who I'm caddying for. I try to do the right amount of talking, you know, and I'm I'm conscious of, am I talking too much? Am I not talking enough? And that's part of our gig, you know, it's the psychology of the game. But a lot yep. of caddies hate my guts because, you know, there's just some guys that aren't morning people. And like I used to walk in the caddy trailer at, at 5.30 in the morning, there's guys in there hung over and pissed and mad and whatever. Just ain't had their coffee yet. And, and I'm over there laughing and screaming and choking and having fun like I always do. So a lot of caddies don't like to be in my company, and that's fine. Well, Kip, you know, one of the things we do is we pick players every week and we make projections based off how we think they're going to do. And kind of the, the, the biggest thing we wrestle with every week is, is the value of, of either course history for a player versus their current form. You know, what, what would you say if you had to, had to pick one or the other would be the best indicator of success, you know, for that week's event? Would it be course history or would it be how they're just their recent form? Great question. I think, uh, I think recent form would be the, the most, Obviously, you see guys that go to certain courses that are up there every single time. So, uh, it, it obviously, it plays into it, but definitely a current form would be the most important thing. You know, there's, you know, the Brian Gay being a, a short hitter, you know, he's, he can really and truly, I mean, he's limited on the places where he can go and win. I mean, like when we played at uh, the U.S. Open at Best Page Black, to think that Brian Gay had a chance to win the golf tournament would be absurd. He has zero chance of winning that golf tournament. We may, I think we made the cut. He played great and made the cut and finished, you know, down near the bottom. But there's certain weeks where he goes where he just, he can't, he, he has no chance, you know. And I hate to see the golf courses being built for the long bombers now, and that's what they seem to be doing. But, uh, you know, Brian Gay really, he has, I don't know, I don't want to limit, say he has limited chances to win, but it's the truth. And, he won twice in one year, one time, and that's you know Brian Gay's got four wins in his career. It's amazing, but uh, horses for courses makes a lot. But current form is the answer to that question. Well, good. Well, so you know, I'm sure you've gotten your chance to see you know some of the rookies that have come out um, over the past year, uh, or maybe even some of the second year guys, but you know who aren't well known. But you know, who do you think might break out this year? Who are some potential breakout candidates? Oh, dear. Uh, you know, that's the one thing about uh, this week, uh, Mal, I mean, Honolulu. That's what I've done every year. I, I walk up and down the range, and I look out, and I'll, I'll pick out guys just by just. And obviously, you don't get to see their putting, and, and a lot of people are more uh, informed on their careers than I am. They'll follow them through the nationwide and know that some of them are locked and stuff. But I like to do that on the range this week, and uh, I've done it a bunch of times. I, I, I remember uh, tweeting one time. I don't know who this James Hahn kid is, but everybody scoot back one seat. This kid's tough. I mean, and all I could see was his golf swing on the range. I didn't see him putt. I didn't see him chip. I didn't see how he interacted or acted on the course. But 
uh, I like to I like to pick them out this week, but I know it's kind of with the wraparound season. This is like the seventh or eighth or sixth tournament now, and it's not as important. But there's been a little break, and uh, I, I mean, there's I'll let you know this week. How about that? I'll tweet it out. They, all right. Well, we'll uh, our listeners need to be looking out for. We're gonna hold you to that. So um, that'll be that'll yeah. be good info. But. Um, so, you know, other than being a tour caddy, you're mildly famous for a few other reasons. Uh, obviously, David talked about you won the big break, too. Uh, you're hilarious and, and certainly opinionated on, on, you know, on Twitter. Husband to the greenskeeper, as you, as you call your wife, uh, and father to... <laughs> I two, love it when people you know, know that. <laughs> so, well, let's, let's talk about the greenskeeper. How did you land the greenskeeper, and, 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 and where did that nickname come from? Oh dear! I, I guess I could tell you since it's on a podcast and it ain't it ain't won't be on the radio at church and stuff. Um, <laughs> let's see, how did I land the greenskeeper? I moved to Crossville from Chattanooga, which is north of Chattanooga, about an hour and a half in 1983. I'd already failed at tour school. I'd ran through my backers' money. I I only had like seven thousand dollars my first try first time trying to play, and I, I flunked tour school. And uh, I went to Florida down at the J.C. Goosey's uh, Space Coast Tour and got my ass handed to me in like six weeks and was out of money. Came back to Chattanooga. I was working at a used car lot being the wash boy and sold cars for like one day. And my dad said, hey, there's an assistant pro job opening up in Lake Tansy. So I went up, interviewed on Wednesday, moved on Thursday, and went to work on Friday at the pro shop at Lake Tansy. So that's when I started in the golf business, became an indoor pro and a sweater folder. But when I moved up there, you know, I was a, a new guy in a little bitty town. I had all my teeth. And uh, you want me to tell the whole story? I'll tell it as fast as I can. So one day, I've been in there like two months, and I'm having a lot of fun around town. I'm, I've got my share of action for a guy, you know. And this lady walks in the pro shop, and she's nice and everything. She goes, you should meet my daughter. And I said, you got a picture of her? You know how naive how, how shallow that is but i said sure you got a picture of her and she shows me one and it wasn't a very good picture of the sissy you know at all and i said yeah i would love to meet her i said roll my eyes back when i walked away I'm like i don't don't bring that thing in here and uh about two days later uh daisy to her mother is that's what i call her sharing says hey uh this is coming over this afternoon and her boyfriend i said fine great so uh, long that about that afternoon, uh, this beautiful girl comes walking in the pro shop with this big giant monster behind her, and she's just the be- most prettiest thing I've ever laid my eyes on. It was Sissy. The picture she had of her was terrible, and uh, <laughs> Sissy chased me around the pro shop like crazy. Kept coming in the pro shop, and her boyfriend was out practicing. I let him play for free, so he thought I was his best friend, <laughs> and and. And it wasn't long. It took me about two weeks to blow him all the way out of the, the tub, and and uh, I thought he was going to kill me there forever in that little town. But that's how it all got started. And uh, we dated for four years. I asked her to marry. Him. We've been married for twenty nine now. Been together for thirty three, and just had a great ride with two beautiful kids. I've been the luckiest guy on earth. Definitely. Well, <laughs> we. I know it was. It was. Uh, she got some attention. I guess it was last year when she wrote you a nice little note that. Uh, got got kind of went viral a little bit on twitter so 
Uh, it did. You know, yeah, it made USA Today. Everything. Uh, my wife has yeah. a, a, a gift with the pencil, man. She can really write. Oh, well, yeah, we got to know about the greenskeeper. Yeah, we got to know the greenskeeper. That's right. I'll make it as vague and as specific as I can. Me and my buddy, we're, we talk about, oh, I can't even think of a way of saying it. Holy cow. We talk about we talk about the heights of the greens, you know, and how mowing practice. And the, super, the superintendent is in, you know, the greenskeeper's in charge of the heights of the greens. So that's how that all came about. You use your imagination from there, you know. So that's how I started calling her the greenskeeper. And we're, there's jokes, you know, there's jokes about uh, greens being fast, greens being slow, and sometimes <laughs> even spraying Roundup on the grass where it just kills everything. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Maybe we Man, leave part out. <laughs> I'm glad I asked that question. I, you know, and she, I've seen her own that before on on Twitter, too. Like, she, I love that she carries the name. Like, she just... I do too. I love it that she internet people love whenever she like throws a rock at me and says I'm stupid or something, people eat it up. They love it. And I enjoy it too. It's all in good fun, you know. Yeah. Well, you mentioned your two two daughters and uh I just noticed on Twitter the other day, I think you tweeted something about one of them was uh Miss Teen USA. And um, yeah. so I think you've said before that you would never let either Stormy or your other daughter Mary, Darby. okay, Darby, Mary is or data data tour player, but would you let them date a caddy? Uh, no, that's what I said when I first came out. When I first started my job, I said, "We got one rule: you guys can't date any players. You can't date any caddies." That's after I've been out there for a few weeks. You know, I said, you can't <laughs> date any players, any caddies. But you know what? The truth told, uh, Stormy and Ricky Fowler have always been really good friends. They met years ago. You know, Ricky, I don't know if I've ever told the story to you guys, but Ricky, uh, was, followed me around and loved me before I loved Ricky. Ricky, when he was a high school kid and I'd won the big break, I was practicing for my, I was in secret hiding so people wouldn't know I'd won the big break. But I was out in Palm Springs practicing for my future nationwide start. So I'd won from the big break. And, I played with this little kid, and he said, hey, I got a buddy coming over to play with us tomorrow, if you don't care. And Ricky drove over. As, I think he was like in the 11th grade at the time. And uh, wow. he drove over and played with us the next day, and he beat my brains in. But uh, wow. that's how I met Ricky. So Ricky looked up to me before I looked up to Ricky. But her and uh, years later, uh, Stormy and Ricky met on a tour event, and they've, they've kept in touch over the years and called back and forth. So. If she dated one, I wouldn't mind her dating him. He's such a good boy. So. Yeah. yeah. He's, 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 she's got a boyfriend now, so that's all done and gone now. That's done, yeah. Well, um, so who's your favorite Twitter follower? You know, I mean, who do you who do you follow the most? Who do you, who do you love to – you can't wait to get a tweet from? Uh, my favorite person to follow on Twitter. Good question. Other than the score junkies, of course. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but you guys. Y'all, y'all give good info. Um, you know the one I, uh, I admit I, I never, I never liked the, the guy very much on the PJ tour, and, and now he's gone, so I can kind of throw rocks at him, but it'll, it's come back to hurt me a couple times. But Elkington, I know that yeah. guy is a great, great, great follow because I see his stuff retweeted all the time. But yeah. uh, and I used to admit I would never follow this guy for nothing just on principle because we've gone out with him before in the years. And he was just turd to me in the group, and I've seen the way 
interacts and being mean to people. I didn't like him, so I said, out of principle, I'll never follow the guy. But I admit, and I tweeted that, I admit the guy's a great follow with his, his wisdom and his uh, wit and stuff. But now I think he's even got me blocked. So, But, you know, another, <laughs> you mentioned him a while ago, Stephen Bowdick. I mean, there's yeah. the, maybe the best follow on the PJ Tour, the guy's self-appreciating and and funny and interact with the idiots and he'll challenge people and he'll get mad and he'll fight back. And it's, he's, and, and he'll give along good info along the way too. You know, he's a, he's a big time player on the tour. And so, and when he's struggling, oh, yeah. he'll admit it. That's, that's probably the, my favorite follow is, is about it. Well, you know, we love Bouto. Uh, he is, uh, he, I would say he's become a friend of the tour junkies, and and he's uh, we're excited that uh, you know he just had a baby recently over the holidays. I think he's going to have a big year. I think um, he's got that the game coming back together, so we're we're looking forward to that. But we definitely uh, we're with you. He he is a great follow, and uh, we'll poke fun of himself, but but uh, in a good way. So um, Bato, his career has been kind of you know slop 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 bang. You know when he gets going, he ain't afraid to go ahead and just. Yeah, Lance him good, so uh, yeah, he yeah. he'll be fine. He's a, a great. I know his teacher well, Scott Hampton. You know, he, um, Brent was in Scott Hampton's wedding in Hilton Head, and they've been great friends. We've, you know, I knew Hampton when he was just an old broken down club uh, bag thrower in in the Hilton Head. But uh, uh, his he, he is so impressed with Bowdish, and he's always amazing. He's not winning every week. So Bowdish is going to yeah. be fine. You mentioned Elkington blocking you. Do you ever block people on Twitter? I do, and 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 sometimes I feel bad. You know, if you follow me and pay any close attention, you know I'm I'm pretty uneducated. You know, I graduated high school, went to college for three and a half years. I, grammar is not my strong suit, and now I've gotten to where I, <laughs> it's funny, but I, I I even misspell words on purpose. You know, there's certain words that I misspell on purpose and. And it lets, gives me a get-out-of-jail-free card when I actually make – my wife looks at my stuff sometimes and just ro- – the greenskeeper just rolls her eyes and gets – you know, <laughs> it's not your, it's your. And I go, you're – who cares? And, and she'll collect uh, – and I do here and uh, H-E-A-R and H-E-E-R-E-R-E. And I make a ton of mistakes. <laughs> um, I can't remember where I was going with that, but that's what I yeah, – <laughs> Oh, I is that why you block that's yeah. why, yeah, it's exactly why I block people. They'll, uh, they'll, you know, like I'll, it's always the ewer. That's the one that gets me the most. They'll say, like, I'll throw a rock at somebody and say something, and they'll say it's ewer, not your, and spell it correctly. And I'll always text back, okay, I got it now. You're blocked, and I'll block them. <laughs> and and I, I probably average, I probably average about one a day blocking people. So I could, I would have probably 30,000 following me if I didn't block people. But, I, and 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 if and if it really upsets them and they really enjoy my Twitter feed, they should just they can change names and come back in there and follow me. So I'm not killing people, yeah. but I do. Well, you I would, do block. You would have. You would have blocked David by now because he's always correcting me when I tweet out something. The spelling is <laughs> your or here or whatever wrong. So, so I'm the worst. Uh, David. <laughs> but yeah, so what's the. What Twitter topic is gonna? It would be like if you just tweeted right now would lose you the most followers. What what tends to? Is it is it the politics? Is it uh, anything oh, yeah. else? Oh, that and religion. You know, I'm a, I'm a Christian, so occasionally I'll tweet out religious thing. Whenever I do, you can just watch my 
my falling list just plummet. You know, those people just don't want to hear that. And I try not to uh, harp on it too much, you know. And 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 with Hillary and Trump going at it, you couldn't help if you were alive. You couldn't help but mention it. And I was pretty, uh, you know, I've told, I've always told, uh, even though I'm the minority on the PJ tour, I've always leaned to the left towards the Democratic side, but never can call me a Democrat. Don't call me a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Don't call me a Republican. Don't call me an independent. Just call me an American. You know, that's who I'm pulling for. The person I think is going to do the best job. But, and I got creamed yeah. for that a little bit, you know, because all my ever, there's not one Democrat on the PJ tour. I think maybe two of, I can think of one or two offhand. <laughs> they don't have anybody <laughs> agreeing with them in that clubhouse. It's all Republicans on the PGA tour for some reason. Yeah. We try to avoid the politics for the most part. It was hard yeah. in the fall, but, uh, we just yeah. we just made a decision, yeah, but uh, yeah, you are you are. Well, I got a few more questions, and then we'll kind of wrap this up. You've been gracious to give us plenty of time, but um, one thing I got to ask is, you once posted a video on social media of you mowing your lawn with your quote unquote hose <laughs> out. Tell it us, was tell us video. about that decision. Just pictures. <laughs> or that picture, would help yeah. me. Yeah, that helped my Twitter account blow up. You know, uh, the first day Ricky talked talk to me, told me about Twitter a hundred years ago, Ricky Fowler. And the first day I set up my account, Ricky did out a tweet said, Hey, follow Kip. And so I had 500, like in the first day that I ever got on it, maybe not that many, but I had a lot, you know, so I, I kind of cheated getting started. But then, uh, years ago we were playing a practice round at the, uh, I guess it was the U.S. Open or the PGA that uh, Rory won at uh, Congressional, and me and Brian yeah. Gay played a practice uh, played a practice round on Monday, and the greens were just brick hard and bullet fast, and I mean it was impossible. The rough was up; it was just impossible. And uh, one one of the scribes, one of the news guys or whatever, said that he thought eight or 10 under would win the tournament. And I just laughed. I go, there's no way. I said, I said, if anybody shoots under par this week, I said, somebody shoots eight under, I'll mow my yard naked Monday. It ain't happening. Well, the rains came like Tuesday and Wednesday and the greens got super soft and Roy just shot the grass off the place. And I mean, I think, you know, my uh, Brent finished like third in that event, I believe with Gary, just solo third, but, uh, so I had, <laughs> I thought, well, this will, this will get them going. So when I got home the following week, I got the greenskeeper to go out there with me in the backyard. I told the wife, I mean, the kids, they, one of them even had a boyfriend over at the house. I said, y'all cannot look out the back window, stay over here. So, you know, I wore my gym shorts and my tennis shoes and my uh, Nature Valley hat out to the back, pulled the lawnmower out from under the house. And I had a sock wrapped around my junk, but you can't see it in the pictures. And I made her, and, and I made her take pictures of me, like pour, pouring gas in the lawnmower, and it's covering up my junk. But you can see my big old fat belly and the backside of my white butt. And then I was in the bushes, backed into the bushes, and had the weed eater on a picture. And and she took a picture where the weeds kind of covered my butt. And I said, "That's perfect." Like here, so so, and I just tweeted them instantly. And so. I'm outside putting stuff back up in the under the house and everything. And she goes, Hey, Kip, you might want to go back in there and look <laughs> those pictures because they were on my phone. You couldn't see it. But on Twitter, if you had a block like of a, a computer, 
you could see like my whole butt and stuff. It was gross and my belly was a lot bigger and I didn't realize it was as gross as it was because it was just a little picture on my phone. But but that that destroyed my Twitter account. It went crazy after that and then people realized that I just like to laugh and have fun. So <laughs> And I guess and I well, guess I can well, just occasionally. Oh yeah, definitely. That is hilarious. Well, you maybe you should have checked the weather report, you know. Although it it was a good thing because you got a ton of followers. So. Yeah, that's right. I should have looked at the <laughs> forecast. Um, all right, I got a couple more. We got the national right, championship what? game. Uh, the national championship game next week. I know you're a Tennessee Vols fan. Are you going to be pulling for Bama? Or are you going to be pulling for Clemson? Oh, it's, I mean, I hate to pull for Bama as bad as it hurts, but I pull for the SEC because. I, I tweet out a lot about the SEC being the powerhouse of all the daggone divisions in the country, and I get a lot of heat over that, too. And people tell me the ACC and the Pac-10 and everything is just as good. I go, you're out of your mind. So I'm pulling for – and I am not even, I don't even have to pull for them. People are thinking this ball game is going to be close and that and uh, Clemson can even win. They're out of their mind. Uh, I, I promise not to bet it, so it won't, it won't happen. The, it won't go the other way. Alabama will smash Clemson. I mean, it's going to be uh, 14 or uh, a dozen, 12 points or more, I think, that the closest Clemson can keep it. That's my opinion. And and if I don't bet it, it'll come true. And if I bet $50, God will flip it around and make Clemson the national <laughs> champion. So if you're, well, if you're a huge Clemson fan, send me $100, I'll bet it for you. I'll bet Alabama, and you'll have a chance to win. <laughs> Well, I'm a bulldog, as, as you know, and uh, it's hard pulling for Bama just because they've won so oh. much lately. But I, I just, I can't, uh, I can't pull for Clemson. And I'm with you. I mean, nobody's really even touched Bama this year. Uh, Old Miss got out to a lead earlier this year, but then they got just blasted after that. So, how bright is the future for you guys on the Bulldogs? Holy cow! I think that I, people's telling you that. That young that tall kid, y'all got quarterbacks overrated. I say nay, nay. He is going to be yeah. awesome. That guy's going to. You guys, the future looks bright for y'all, man. Y'all going to be loaded next year. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I'm looking forward to it. It was a little disappointing this year, but I do agree. I think. Sure. Uh, I think our quarterback is. Uh, I mean, when you when you anytime you got a freshman quarterback, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. So, uh, I think sure. I think we'll be fine, but. Um, well, listen, Kip, we really appreciate your time. I got one more question. Um, you know, looking at Brian's schedule for the year, um, you know, what's, what are the best tournaments that, you, you know, he might be able to bring home a W? Uh, well, really, our first two are, are, are beautiful. Uh, Sony is a great track for him, and, uh, you know, he's had a couple of high finishes there, never won, which is amazing to me that we didn't get a win and when he was really rolling good. So I'm hoping he's coming out ready to go this week. But uh, the following week is the career builder or whatever, the the uh, Bill Clinton, Bob Hope, whatever it is in La Quinta. He, now, he <laughs> has won that one before. So uh, that those two for sure. Memphis, he's won. Obviously, Hilton Head, he smashed them and won that one. Uh, there's uh, Colonial. If he's in the field at Colonial, he's hard to handle. Almost won yeah. the uh, Byron Nelson before, so. But, you know any of the any of the good older tracks look for Brian Gay. If he's on, if he's in form, he won't miss cuts. You know he's a cut making machine and stuff. So we got some good starts here. You know he's only got eleven starts, by the way, because he's working off a of major medical. But 
has to make so much money and so much time. So I hope you don't listen to this podcast. I don't want to put any extra pressure <laughs> on him, but I think he'll take care of business and we'll be fine here soon. I'll be shocked if he ain't got his money locked up by the by the time Memphis rolls around. But he's got to be selective with his start. So that's where we stand, boys. Well, good. Well, we look out for big things from him. And uh, for you, we appreciate it again. And, and safe travels going out to Hawaii uh, next week. And, and uh, again, we appreciate you being on the show. And let's, let's try and keep up. Love to have you on again. Hey, guys, you know, I, I, I occasionally like to have a little nip after the round, you know, and I'll take a big bomber cup with me. And I got a cool brand new cup from the t- the tour junkies. Sent me my uh, for being on the show. Got me a, a big old cooler. I love it. Thanks for sending it out. I love that. No problem. You know, I want you out there. You know, every week with that. You know, show it off. You got it. Why didn't you put tour junkies <laughs> on there as well? You, you should have done that on the other side. That was silly of us not to do that. Darn it. David didn't. David does it. Well, guys, we I get, appreciate you having me on. Guys, y'all are the best. Enjoy your stuff and uh, keep it up. And call me whenever, any week. I'll talk to you, boys. I enjoyed being on with you guys. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply.